Suji is shady. <laughs> I am, I am, right? Well, you know, who taught me this? My parents. <laughs> Welcome to Entry Level Adults. I'm Taz, host and resident Entry Level Adult, and this is the show where my guests and I query the terms and conditions of what it means to be grown up. And today I am joined by... Hi, my name is Suji. Suji, I'm from Korea. Whereabouts in Korea are you from? I'm from Seoul and I live in Seoul. I lived almost my whole life in Seoul. Mm-hmm. Well, you've also, this is random, but let's just get straight into it. You've also lived in lots of other places, right? Not a lot, a lot, I say. I lived in Prague for one semester for exchange student, as an exchange student. And then I stayed in Taipei for two months. During the summer break, which is where we met, and that was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life, going to Taipei. Oh no, absolutely! I think it was really to you, even you know. And you came back when I think it was last January because we missed each other. I went to Japan and you came here. Exactly, it was right before COVID. I never knew that that would be my last ever travel. Don't say ever. Don't say ever. In two years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but where where did you visit? You weren't in Taipei, were you? No, no, no. It was I went to Kaohsiung. Yeah. You know, in the south. Because we wanted to uh, I wanted to visit somewhere uh warm, warmer than Korea, because in Korea in January it's really cold, it's freezing cold. So I convinced my boyfriend and then we went there. But for us in Kaohsiung, the weather is like Hawaiian shirt weather. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. We'll jump into our first segment, which is called Parental Guidance. And this is very important. This is where we're going to talk about like bad pieces of advice you may have been given, Mm. just things that you thought you were supposed to do that you didn't know. That's Mm, the first mm, part mm. of this segment. When I'm thinking about overall, my parents' guidance didn't really go wrong that they know me really well and they know what I want to do. Of course, there was a time we didn't really know mm. what each other wants to do kind of thing, you know, especially when I was a teenager. Is this like career-wise? Yeah, mostly career-wise. Like, what, you, what do you want to do in the future? Like, what is mm. your future dream job kind of thing? Like, my, yeah. my dad really wanted me to be a teacher, but I didn't really have any idea about it. So I just accepted I thought that it was my dream job that I wanted to do, but it wasn't. It was not, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was not. And then I had to, you know, uh, convince them why I, did, I didn't want to do this, you know. But it, wa- it worked out really well. My parents are really open. Mm. But uh, the bad advice or bad influence I got in my, when I was growing up was not from my, um, slightly from my parents too, but it's overall mm. the screening thing. It's over a mm. Korean society thing. If you grow up in Korea, mm. you are always told to told to be quiet, like stay quiet, be humble. Like, especially if you're a girl, don't be bossy. But you see me, like, how can I not be a bossy? <laughs> oh, give me the answer, please. I'm wondering too. <laughs> like, I've been always like this since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, very outspoken. So of course, I... Yeah, I always, 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 I was always told that, like, oh, stay quiet. Why are you, like, being like this, you know, all the time? And, like, Korean people, it's because Korean people don't really like to be different from the public because they don't feel, like, mm. stable or safe mm. uh, if you're different, mm-hmm. like, if you feel like you're different from the public. 
Mm. Plus, so so people also mm. don't really like people who act or behave differently. But when you grow up, when you grow up, like all yeah. of a sudden, the society starts to require you to prove yourself why you are special, why you need why you need to get this job, why you need to get mm. into the get accepted in this school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden, like in your whole life, you're taught to be quiet and humble, and then all of a sudden, it's like. And then they ask you to tell me why you're special. Like, I know I'm special, but <laughs> you never gave me <laughs> gave me chance to like think about it. And then now you ask me to prove it. Like, are you kidding me? So at the time, that's it, so true. It really confused me. I think that's why I I I felt like really lost when I was in university in the first few years mm-hmm. because the the real world that I faced in the university was really different from what I've known before. It's just, I think, I don't think it's my family thing, but... A, a, a weird expectation for women in particular. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I wasn't a fire kid. I wasn't whatever. <laughs> so I wasn't whatever they wanted me to be. So, and I really liked myself being like that. I was a rebellious kid. Yeah. Mm. But I have no regrets. No, that's really interesting because then I'm just wondering, did you ever experience any like difficulties or trouble because you were a bit more outspoken than other people or you're more outspoken than like people expected you to be? So in my high school? Yeah. So I went to a little different high school. It was a public school, but a public private. Mm-hmm. And then because uh, normally in the public uh, in public high school, you don't need to get tested to get into the school but this school is it's kind of like so-called good schools you know yeah 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 so we have this like uh my school was focusing on foreign language education so we all have a major mm-hmm. so my class mm-hmm. was the same class for three years in high school we so we elect mm-hmm. president of the class uh twice in this uh three years and you see who's who was to <laughs> So I was the first one. <laughs> yeah, nice. See? Yeah, right? And then, you know, when you're in, uh, you were teenagers, you're all young, there was a tension between girls and boys because, mm-hmm. like, in my school, I think uh, I went through this well because in my high school, a lot of girls were like me. A lot of girls were pretty outspoken, like, vocal. They're not, like, you know, just humbling, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, I got a lot of support from girls. A lot of what? <laughs> In the support. Yeah, nice. I was really popular among girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because my friends all like me too, so they yeah. really liked me. And then there was always tension between me and the boys because they didn't like it. It's just a power game, you know? <laughs> yeah, they don't, yeah, like, they don't like seeing game. women not be quiet and silent. Of course not. It was like in their whole life for the boys, like consciously and unconsciously, they were always treated better than girls. I think. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, for them, I think it would be, it would have been probably shocking that girls were like being so outspoken, vocal, and powerful in our high school. Not just me, but everybody. And then because of I was the class president, it's just like I had to like confront more than others, you know. Mm, mm, but mm. I have no regrets about that. And then I don't really care what the other, bo- I didn't really care what the other boys were thinking about me or even they were gossiping about me because mm. still I was better in every aspect. <laughs> every aspect, every single Seriously, aspect. Like, <laughs> I just stopped here. <laughs> yes. I forgot to ask a very important question. How old are you? 
Oh yeah, I'm now 26, but I'm gonna be 27, mm -hmm. one and a half months. You have the same birthday as my mom. The best, the best. 27 is coming. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're gonna be 27. Okay, so that's really interesting. So you're past like the middle of your 20s, but we'll get to this conversation later. You know, um, you know, like, we have Korean age. Yeah, I was thinking right? about this because that it's like, if I remember correctly, in December. No, no, in January, in January, January first, you're you're one year older. Even if your birthday was just, <laughs> even if you decided birthday on December thirty first, yeah, January first, you turn a year older. Yeah. Next day, yes. yes so yes, let me yes, get this yes, right. Yes, yes. October eighth, you are going to turn twenty seven, <laughs> and then on January first, you'll be twenty eight. No, I'm already twenty eight in Korean. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be twenty seven. In the age that we all know. Yeah. Then you're first, everyone's getting one year older. Got it. How about um, family habits? What are the things that you did growing up, maybe in your household, in your family or extended family, that you thought were like completely normal? And then you got a bit older and you realized, oh, wait, that's not a thing. Normal. That people do in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually have one really strong thing. I'll tell me. <laughs> so, my family, my family, mm. we have a really unique thing that we had like, it's kind of embarrassing to say this, but <laughs> we love to make nicknames of each other. I love that. <laughs> no, 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 it sounds lovely, but some of the nicknames are so embarrassing. I can't call anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we started it. <laughs> Probably my parents started, right? And since I was like a little kid, in my whole memory, we always have tons of nicknames. Yeah, I love that so much. I, really, I find it's embarrassing because when because like we we never really call each other with names. Yeah. Although I mean I know what you mean about it being embarrassing because I would never tell anyone the nickname that I call my mom. No, like yeah. I say it to her mm -hmm. on the phone once in a while and that's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> So like, I think I have had more than like hundreds of nicknames like easily in my whole life. Like, so when I was a kid, I thought that it's normal. Plus, because when I have a younger sister, right? And uh, when, when I was a baby, when we both were baby, when my sister just started to uh, uh, talk. Yeah, yeah. Because my parents are calling me just Suji, so she started to call me mm. Suji. But in, in, Korean, uh, in Korea, like you call me Omni. My younger sister called me Anne. There's a word for it, like oppa, but whatever it is, like so they they try to like teach my sister to call me Anne. Mm -hmm. So they started to call me Anne too, mm -hmm. even though I'm not their Anne. I'm, I'm You're their, not their older sister. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I was their daughter, but I'm their daughter. But they still like, started to call me Anne. I think that was kind of starting to. I was living like next door with my grandma for a long time, and I was a kid. So like including my grandma, we have we all had nicknames. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that like okay, everyone's doing mm, the mm, mm. you know. And then when I was in elementary school, like I, yeah. I maybe I called my sister with her nickname or something, and my friends were asking me about like what does that mean? What does yeah. that mean? Yeah. I'm like oh, it's just one of my sister's nickname, and they were like, "Oh, do you do that? Don't you do that?" <laughs> There was a funny episode once in university. <laughs> I was doing a group work with friends, with two of my friends. And we were all looking at yeah. my laptop screen. My family group just popped up and everyone... Oh, no! 
everyone saw the name of the group and they're all laughing so hard at it. I saved their phone number with an English. Yeah, 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 of course. And so of there course. was like a few times in my life I had to explain to people that, oh, your phone's ringing. And like, okay, don't look at Don't look, don't look. Yeah. Oh. I love that. It's, I really, I, that is always embarrassing. I love it because I've been like, I, it's weird. I want to show you. I don't know if you'll be able to see this. Can okay. you see what that says on my phone? I thought. On nicknames and friendship? Today, I, whenever I think of something, I just write it in my notes. And I was thinking about nicknames and friendship and like what it means when you have like nicknames for your friends. And I was like, I need to, like, I was like, I need to come back to this school. <laughs> so let me just write it down. Um, I feel like I'm psychic and I knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Having a nickname, it's just like we're grown adults, but I'm still going to call you by this name. Mm. And the fact that you still engage shows that like we're still there. We yeah. still have whatever <laughs> we have, you know? I mean, like my parents are quite. Uh, yeah, not all the boring people, I think, because, you know, I told you that I spent time with my family today. Like, when we are together, even though, like, my parents are almost mm. getting to 60 and me and my sister is, like, mid-twenty and we still do so much childish things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we still do so many childish things. Sometimes I feel like, what am I doing here? <laughs> my mom is, like, tiniest one in my family. Like, my family is, like, we are all quite tiny, but... My mom is the tiniest, so mm. I call my mom baby literally is because her size is the oh, smallest. That's so sweet. <laughs> it, it's like that. No, but I, I actually like, make fun of her with that. Like when I see other kids around there, like I would tell, I'm, I'm kind of like, it might sound bad, but I hope you don't get me wrong. But I tell my mom, oh, there are your friends. <laughs> Suji is shady. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am, I am. <laughs> well, you know, who taught me this? My parents. <laughs> That good. That's good guidance. That is good guidance. Is that? I love that. Are you still getting new nicknames now, or do you like keep the yeah, ones from before? Of course. Still. I, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, we, okay. that's how I got like hundreds of nicknames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For us. I just like I, I recently gave my sister a new nickname, and I changed her uh, her name with that nickname in my phone. <laughs> Because I really like this. Yeah. But it's kind of a good thing because so her previous nickname is like kind of similar to the word like describing clouds. So now I actually changed her nickname. It's the word it's, uh, describing clouds, the yeah. shape of clouds. So now. What is the word? In, in Korean, it's mungge mungge because it, this means like when, when clouds are like very white and like looks fluffy, like we call it, the clouds are like mungge mungge. And I called her like that, and she's like, "Why am I?" And I'm like, it's just because your previous nickname is similar to that word. <laughs> so like sometimes the reason we make the nicknames are really nothing like silly or just yeah, something yeah, like, yeah. like this. But we still do it, you know. It's kind of thing. <laughs> that was the main one I wanted to share because I think it's a funny thing in my family, and people don't really do. No, it's true. People don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. My relationship with my family is really good when I think compared to the people in general. I think we have a really strong bonds. We have a really strong family relationship. But it doesn't mean that it has been always like this. I worked really hard on it. There was a time that I had a really, really shitty relationship with my dad since teenager. And... It's just because it was, for, for me, like, it was so hard mm. to understand him. 
like some like some characters of his, like for me, it was really hard, difficult to understand. And I had mm-hmm. I actually had to try really, really, really hard to understand it and not to make problems between me and my dad because mm-hmm. we are the you know main people who always make conflicts between mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so I had to really um actually uh even even like like a couple of years ago there were like big fights uh now I said we are settling down for a bit mm-hmm. for now but I know mm-hmm. that it always can happen again I also know that we all, whenever it happens again, we all going to work mm-hmm. out or work hard on it again. Yeah, it's not like natural progression. It's, of course, you have to work so hard with your family. There's nothing you can just obtain, I don't know, for granted, even though it's your family. Like I, Me and my sister, like, we are... We, our personality is like opposite, like totally opposite. She's nothing mm-hmm. like me. I'm nothing like her. Yeah. Do you live with your family? Or you moved out? I don't remember. I moved out last year. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you moved out last year. Has there been a change since you moved out? Of course, a lot of things have changed since I moved out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the reason I moved out kind of because of the conflict between me and my dad. Uh-huh. It's not because we hate each other, you know. I know that we both love each other yeah, a lot. No, of course. But sometimes yeah. it just happens. It's just like his energy mind, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, like, I always kind of wanted to move out mm-hmm. uh, from my parents' house because of that. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I am kind of person in my own space. Mm-hmm. And then once like, there was some incident happened with, uh, in my family, like, mostly between me and my dad. Mm-hmm. But it was, this time it wasn't my fault at all. It was like, <laughs> okay. But it was uh, his fault. It was, it was a disclaimer. It was his fault. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, it's his foot. And then, yeah, no. then, yeah. then I don't really, maybe mm, a little mm, of mm. mine, but whatever. And then that time I decided mm. okay, I'm going to move out. It, for, for me, like in my defense, it's not because I wanted to mm-hmm. avoid him. Yeah, yeah. It was more because I just thought that for our relationship, we need distance, we need space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And so, since that, so after I moved out, there was a like, few months uh we were awkward yeah because it can seem a bit dramatic you feel like i'm moving out and like <laughs> yeah 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 but after after everything you know he he apologized me first he should mm. <laughs> i met him like, he did he did, he did. <laughs> yeah good yeah. that's really important mm, that's why i think like family, oh, we have to even work on the family relationship you know Mm-hmm. Like nothing just goes like naturally. I think I work. I personally think I'm a person like a lot of efforts in my family relationship. Uh, I don't really tell mm-hmm. people about this, but I've worked so hard in my family relationship in, during my whole life. Mm-hmm. I think people easily think like, uh, my parents should understand me because they're my parents and my daughter or my son they should understand me because they're my son and my daughter and my sister or my brother should understand me because I'm their siblings mm-hmm. I think it's easy to just take it for granted I, I do too I do sometimes too like I tell my parents oh, why you don't understand this you know sometimes but 
it's just same as other relationships i think it's, it's different of course but the mm-hmm. fact that you have to work on it is the same yeah yeah you said um mm-hmm. we shouldn't just expect these people to understand us like what's the process of getting them to understand us what process do you typically use with my family yeah conversation yeah 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 i think so it's also obvious and boring answer but that's still the key mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in korea i think people want to believe this typical thing because korea is still obsessed with these like happy family families are really interesting that's been really insightful it, it did. but um let's jump into our second segment which is called adulting in motion which is where we are going to be talking about um just how your experiences so far with adulthood are what you are into what you get up to what you do for fun what you do for work how you spend your time just all the important questions about the current moment the current season of your life it is difficult i think i'm working yeah you know that i'm working with pr coordinator i do pr my role is mostly about the like digital marketing especially like influencer marketing or and they oh same as alicia yeah yeah i I, I listened to her episode i was like twins i love this wow Mm, yeah like uh, even in the in the same team where my role has been changed once last year because my team quit. Mm-hmm. And then since then, I'm mostly in charge of the influencer marketing. So mostly collaborated with collaboration with the influencers on Instagram or YouTube, wherever people can see. Do you work for a brand? Do, yeah, brand and the products both. And we do events too. Like, But because of COVID, eventing is on a low but it's also part of my job yeah so yeah i do the basic pr and marketing stuff yeah <laughs> do you enjoy it first of all i i i you, you love it i love my job it's this this was what i wanted to do when i was in uh, before i graduate mm. like as i told you in the beginning of the alpha, I was kind of, I got lost a lot for a few years in university. And then after that, I started to think like really more realistically, like what mm. I can do, what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then like, it, it was kind of like very uh, lucky to find I like this job because I did an internship in L'Oreal and that my first job uh, mm. my internship wasn't about this PR thing but after I finished my two months of three months internship or something and then I knew that there's a vacancy in the, the other PR team so I, I joined I, I, applied, I applied for that and mm. they loved me so I started of course they loved you okay, this is for me <laughs> <laughs> that's how I found kind of like I like this mm-hmm. job but before that, I knew that I wanted, I wanted to work for uh, the cosmetics industry because it's something I really like. Mm, mm, mm. So far, everything is great. I really like, except COVID, like, I really like it. Wait, you said but that um, you knew that you wanted to work in cosmetics. How did you know that? Because I know, I remember you used to do like really nice makeup. I remember you used to wear really nice eyeshadow and you do things with colors and I had no idea how you do You know me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know like I don't even know when I realized that I like 
it was just like great i think it was like gradually like unconsciously like in the university mm-hmm. like i started to buy a lot of like cosmetic products and then i found out like people are not really buying as much mm-hmm. as i do oh wow okay yeah 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 <laughs> yeah so that's kind of the like point that i was I'm like different. oh okay yeah, i like yeah. it <laughs> maybe i like it you know what i mean because i know that like some of my friends like love to buy clothes they love fashion mm-hmm. but just like as they did like their fashion for me it was cosmetic mm-hmm. kind of thing so it's just one of my kind of hobby yeah no yeah and then i realized that like almost like the third or fourth year of my university that i really like it so i thought that oh, i can maybe do this well So that's why I applied for the internship in L'Oreal and then I got it. And so while I was working there I I heard I found out okay I'm good at it. Too. Yeah, yeah, confirmation. Yeah. Yeah, I like it so I tried it and I'm good at it. So okay, mm-hmm. this is my fit. Like this kept going. So what things do you do for fun? What do you like to do for fun? Recently, recently there's a thing that I really enjoyed was Olympics. Mm. You know you, you you know this if you see my Instagram. Yeah, of course. I saw your stories. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is before the Olympic happens, I I was like why mm. they did the Olympics now are they crazy? They just stop yeah, yeah. because of the covid and then I was like to be honest, I've been feeling really down lately. Like this few like this couple of months I think, I felt a bit down and motivated. There was a like big event in and in the end of the network and then at that moment i felt like burnt out there was a like lock semi lockdown happened level four happened for us it was mm, like yeah. i had no chance to get over it mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. olympic olympic started so i didn't really mean to like i'm gonna watch this you know but just because i like even though i don't watch the olympic i just like lie down lie down and watch netflix anyway so i just switched to what to watch you know <laughs> yeah and there's a like really big women's volleyball star in korea like she's a korean player but she's the world top player in the women's volleyball while korea itself is not really good team we are like the korean team is like 14th or 13 in the world ranking but she's the top ranker as an individual what's her name do you know her name her name is kim yeongyong people call her kim normally mm-hmm. and she played in the uh, japan china and turkey i i first uh, i turkish volleyball league is the best league in the world yeah i'm gonna look her up yeah so it was a like really huge drama to korean people that Like I was so obsessed with the volleyball, and most of the stuff that I posted on my Instagram was also about the volleyballs too. <laughs> It was mostly about her. So since during this Olympic, I got so obsessed mm-hmm. by that, and then I decided okay, I'm gonna follow this uh, Korean league. So I thought you were saying okay, I'm gonna start playing volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, but because of the COVID thing, I, I don't. Yeah, you I can't even try. I don't know where to go. Yeah. Like, try, you know? oh, yeah. I definitely want to try. But before that, I, I wanted to like, support the local league, you know. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah. I think that's the best thing I can do for the to support the uh, support the sports that I like. Mm-hmm. Because if they get more fans, there goes more money, and then the the league will get better, and then then they will invest in more players and more the teams. Yeah, so yeah. it just makes it like the cycle, isn't it? Did you so find this, your local league? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a we have like women's volleyball league here, professional league. 
and women's volleyball is pretty big sports in Korea. It's just me didn't know that. Yeah, I hear that. Mm. I hear that. Well, I have another question that I forgot to tell you about. Yeah. But another question. So, in the grand movie of your life, <laughs> in the Hollywood movie of your life, who is going to play you at this current age? Yeah, let's start with this current age. Who's going to play you? Oh, seriously, because I'm not really going to afford uh, actors or actresses. So I, I mean, they can be Korean. It can be anyone. I mean, yeah, it can be actor, anyone you know. People can use Google. It's fine. People that I know are all like way out of my league. No, 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 no. <laughs> they look all so much better. Than no, me. okay, I just I already disagree. Okay, so choose one of those people because they're not out of your no, league. I would disagree. I'm not sure you know this person. And I'm, uh, she's a Korean German. What's her name? Uh, I will give her Instagram. Can you go into it? Oh, here in this chat. She's she's a person I recently got to know, and I think like these days, I think she's really gorgeous. Oh, Adeline. Okay, Adeline. Mm. Adeline Ruda. Let me have a look. She's not really famous. Famous. Hey, this is exactly who's playing you. <laughs> She looks especially with the black hair. Yeah, she looks gorgeous, yeah. isn't she? No, I've never seen you with black hair, so this is so this is really nice. When I came to Seoul, you had it was like brown ish. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm obsessed this day, at least she's so gorgeous. This is who's playing you. She's playing you. There was once in my life I thought that if my life is gonna be made as a movie, whatever I wanna do. And I thought that I wanna be the director and actor both. <laughs> I see the vision. I see the vision. Director and <laughs> yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah. Who can direct better, direct it better than me? Is my own life. It's true. You're like, I know exactly how this went. I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that because it's so, so me. It's hard to imagine like someone else's playing. Yeah. No, that's so true. That's true. You're just like kind of critical. What's the like, mm, could have done it better. Well, like, mm, that didn't really happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I picked her because she's the one I think really gorgeous is a so <laughs> yeah 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 love that well let's jump into our third segment oh number three I think it's number three which is called legends myths and the chamber of plot twists and this is where we talk about the moments of adulthood that have made you say what the hell is going on where you're just like, I didn't see this coming, yeah. took you by surprise, maybe in a good way, maybe in a bad way. Let's not always assume it's negative. Um, as in, I should say, maybe in a good way as well, not just in a bad way. Curveballs, as I say, almost 10 times every episode. <laughs> Mark, I think my personality has changed a lot uh, in my 20s. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised, but the moment you said that, I was like, wait, no, so is mine. So, yeah, I hear that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I told you before that I felt lost uh, for a few years in university at first. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a thing I never expected. Because when I was a teenager, I somehow believed I could control everything in my life. I, I genuinely believed that mm-hmm. I'm... I could control everything and I can, I could be good at yeah. everything. I mean, it's partially true, but mm. <laughs> like, it's partially true. <laughs> no, it is, yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. But I never expected me in 26 doing this job. And when I was a teenager, like my work was mm, like mm. relatively small, you know, just yeah. I thought that 
okay, my life is pretty good. But when I went to the university, like, and then met more people, more diverse people, and faced the bigger mm. slash weird mm. uh, words, I realized that things are not going as I expected. You know, there are mm. a lot of things happening that I can't control. Yeah, like I feel the same way when you realize that the things happening around you, there's really nothing mm. I can do to affect this. Yeah. Mm. Is that like this? That ha- like there are so many things happens uh, in my first, second, like third years of university, and I real like I didn't do anything wrong, but it just happened mm-hmm. around me and mm-hmm. it affected me. So I felt like I can't control them, and it wasn't. It's not even my fault. And what should I do? I think it was so hard for me to def- accept things are just happening around me, and then I have to just adapt myself there, and then try to find the other way to do whatever I want to do. But it took so long to find it for me. But luckily, luckily, I met, like, I always, I kind of person always think relationships are really important, not just romantic relationship, you know, relationships with people. Because most of the good things in my life happen through other people, mm. I think. So I met a lot of good people somehow, very, very luckily. So I got out of it and I went to Prague. That was the turning point for me. So after I came back to Korea from Prague, I mm. I think that feeling mm. lost was kind of done at the moment. And then I tried, I started to search what kind of work I wanted in the future. Yeah. So I started yeah. to do like look for internships and I actually got one and did it. It was, uh, it was different one, not the real one. And then, and then since then it got better, I think. And and then I went to Taipei. It was also the thing I didn't expect because I no same okay yeah. Seriously, I never thought I'd go to Taipei. Never mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. One of the reason I was like I might try this because I had I met really nice. Taiwanese friends in Prague. I'm not sure you have met my friend in Taiwan. There's one friend that I brought. The Nathan met that thing, but I don't think you're there. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, like I've met a few really nice friends uh, in Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I looked at this program on my school uh, website, I was like, I wasn't actually really expecting that I'm going to go. Mm, yeah. But I was just like, I, I just give it Yeah. Up and apply for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they accept me, you know. <laughs> they accept me and they yeah. give me, like, money, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, they even gave me money. Why? You know, what, why not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? So, so I went to Taipei. It, it was I really, really, really happy that I went there because before I flew to Taipei, my granddad passed away. Mm, yeah, I remember. And I was so close to my grandparents. Mm. It, it really, it really, uh, like emotionally affected me so hard, and I kind of felt that I wanted to stay with my family. Mm. But you know, everything's booked, everything's paid. I was just gonna go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then since the day one, <laughs> it's just great because I think we met like the day two or something. Yeah, I right, think right. Very early on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still remember that 
um, I didn't, I don't even know how to, how I got into that group even because I remember that you guys are all were standing in the at the row lobby uh-huh. and then. And then I joined there somehow, and Nathan started to bombing me. Started bombing me questions. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! I really, really appreciate like you guys so much because when I first landed in Taiwan, I wasn't really feeling well. Mm. And then I, I always had that feeling: if I don't feel good here, if I like miss my family so much, I will just quit it in the middle and then go yeah. back. I always had that feeling. I was ready to quit it. You stayed for two months, right? Yeah, yeah I stayed, for, I stayed it for two months. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the date on the day two, I met you guys. <laughs> that changed everything. I mean, I, I knew that the group like sort of grew gradually, but like the people that we were close with on that trip, it wasn't a normal kind of bond. It was a very no. special yeah. family. Was it is? It's very weird because. We all from different country. Mm. Like except me and Jenny, there's no even single person, like no two mm-hmm, people from the like, same place, came yeah, from the same country. Except 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 like uh, Slay and Uzu. Yeah, yeah. But everyone's were from. Everyone was from this different country. Like and it's so random. Like different continents. Mm-hmm. And it was so fun. Like we had so much fun. We had the best, honestly, the best, best time. time. Seriously, the best time. Even when I decided to move back, I was like, I had to like really sit down with myself and be like, Taz, you do realize these people aren't going to be there when you go. Like, oh. you can't base you can't base your return on like this amazing time you had that summer. Like, you have to go because you want to go. And I was like, no, I know it was an amazing time, but I also really love this country, and I just want to like experience it more. Yeah. No, that's why I'm here now because we are still talking to Java, right? I'm still talking to yeah. like Nathan time to time. Like it's just yeah. The the group was so great. I had so much fun. Or it was intense too much. It was intensely mm-hmm. fun too much. That was honestly <laughs> when I left, I felt heartbroken. Like I genuinely felt heartbroken. I, I was so sad. It was ridiculous. Even on the way back, I remember I was watching this film Lion on the plane, and I was just crying. And I was like, "These oh, aren't too, like." I was crying. Yeah. I was like, "I don't even cry like this." But I was just bawling my eyes out. Yeah, that was really unexpected, but really the one of the most beautiful time in my life too. Uh, I. When I came back from Taiwan, it was sad. It was sad to leave there, but at the same time, I came back here with the like a lot with a lot of positive energies with me. Seriously, like without that experience, I don't really think I could do everything else the same. Because it really, mm-hmm. uh, it really gave me so much good energies. From there and you mm-hmm. guys, like literally, like the day they the first when the first month over, I wrote on my Instagram that you guys changed everything in about me mm-hmm. in Taiwan. Like you guys, literally, you guys were the game changers to me because I was <laughs> I was so ready to quit it in the middle anytime, and then like the day two, you 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 whole group just jumped into my life and changed it to everything. Like that's crazy that is crazy hmm i think since 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 it was 2017 and since i came back uh i was more focusing on looking for jobs and kind of stuff so i think i could do that because i have that good energy from taiwan yeah but you said that your personality changed um 
In what specific ways would you say that your personality changed? And how did you notice this in yourself? Or did other people around you notice this? I became more flexible. And I became more open. When I look at myself, it's difficult to like judge me without bias, you know. Mm. But I think those things uh, came to me, like those characters, those personalities came to me because, uh, through these experience abroad or while I was processing uh, everything mm. happened in my early years of university mm. because my environment has has had changed a lot and then I went abroad all this experience like mixed up and mixed and mm. I just realized like I need to be more open I need to be more flexible because mm-hmm. yeah because you know well I personally think Korean society is very exclusive and mm-hmm. it's hard it's hard to be open here. There's so many like stereotypes, like like happy family myth. There's so many myths in the mm-hmm. society, like all over. And I'm not, I don't even know people don't want to break it or people genuinely mm-hmm. like it. Like being open and flexible mm-hmm. is kind of thing I really uh, think is important to be. But it's not just happened to me. Like I try so hard consciously. It does like requires your energy not to do something you really easily can do. You know. Mm. Well, I'm still on the progress. Yeah, I think it's also because I'm kind of person overthinking. <laughs> when I do some like normal stuff, when I do my own hobby, I always kind of like try to find the meaning out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Last night, I had a like, long conversation with my mom and my sister. And then there was a certain moment that I had to uh, make my sister understand what I, what I mean. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I needed like good metaphor. And then uh, I used the metaphor of surfing because uh, two years ago when I went to surfing in Bali and the instructors, like they were people who surfed in their whole life since they were like, since they could run, they're, those, they're like that kind of people. And like one of them said, because when you when you go surfing, you always imagine just you go surfing, but actually most of the time you have to just wait to good waves to come. Like people like asking like oh when it's coming when can we go a lot and he said surfing's waiting like the things to wait so is your life wave is a nature thing as mother nature gives you a good wave but you can't control it so i always have to like remind myself that life is surfing i can't control the waves but i can control myself getting ready for that i don't really remember is that worse but he explained something like in that way i told it to my sister and my mom last night and they were really like somehow she, my sister like understood it right away what I mean it's not just about surfing you know I'm kind of burnt, almost trying to find like meaning from the small incident I know what you mean mm. I know exactly what you mean the minute I hear or I experience something I'm like oh I now see how this applies to 
every aspect of my life or I now see how like that this is there's a lesson in this like there's something here not that you have to take a lesson out of everything that happens but like when it does happen you're like I'm writing that down yeah oh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I love to learn so you're just gonna get sun and see but no you were learning you were learning that's sick okay let us slide let us surf into segment four, which is called Terms and Conditions Apply. Picture this. The adult experience can now be bought at a reasonable price at all good retailers. It's a month before product launch, and your job is to write the small print that no one dares to read, but definitely ought to before trying it out. What are you going to write on the box? Well, for the warning, I wrote it. I wrote something about like, you might get lost a million times, but it's the process not the research. Because I was in the like mm. huge loss when I was in university, and I still I still feel lost uh, sometimes. But now I know that it's the pro- process. Yeah, in the it's, uh, I'm on the process. I'm in the middle of the process. Not this is not the end of my life. This is not the like a report card. Mm. Like, okay, you did A, you did B, you did C. You're still middle of the ongoing stuffs, mm. I think. Yeah, you're just in the middle of it. No, I see that completely. I think I sometimes mm. have a difficulty acknowledging that as well. Because it's so easy to judge myself like this is it. Because when you see your friends or when you see other people around your age, oh, they did this, they achieved this, they did this, and then what about what have I done? Then it's actually the process, but it feels like it's the report card. She did this, he did that, he went, she did that. But I haven't done it. I haven't none of them. Like so what are the what are the the, the opposite of warnings? Like a good side. Good side of it. But there are no good sides. <laughs> 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 no, I think it's not like the bad side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's because it's the progress. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not just one like aesthetic thing. I think the side of it is you can see your lives kept changing. Yeah, yeah. Either in a good way or bad way. There's no way you avoid the change anyway in your life. Because like, mm-hmm, yeah, it's mm-hmm, gonna happen it's gonna anyway. Happen. So just like surf it. Surf the change. <laughs> just surf. <laughs> surf on it. <laughs> <laughs> Waves are changes. Uh, you can't avoid it. And just surf it, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Soji says just surf it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness me. It's are embarrassed now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's really true. I completely agree with what you mean. It's it's a really important thing to do. Just like go with the flow. Yeah, go with the flow. That's a that's the thing that I, I think is most important thing mm-hmm. in your life. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Lovely. Okay, that's perfect. Well, do you want to share with our listeners where they can find you on the internet? Do you have any links that you want to share? If you want to. Oh. Because my Instagram is like all private. Um, I'll just just link my Instagram. I think it's fine. Link my Instagram is yeah, fine, but they have just sent me messages. Like they got, they came on my Instagram through this podcast. And that they think you're really amazing. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, you have to write a compelling argument as to why she should accept your friend's request. <laughs> uh, no, I don't accept even some of the people's requests that I know. Oh, really? Why not? Yeah, 
because I don't think they're like much close to me. Those are really good boundaries to have because I feel like, yeah, I feel like <laughs> social media is a really interesting one. You've seen my Instagram so long. Like I shared like so many different things. Like sometimes I share where I go or sometimes where I eat, but sometimes I share what I think. Uh, I sometimes share like TMIs a lot too. So for me, the standard of the accepting the request is like, are there people okay to share my TMI? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? If you want to follow Soji, are you are you worthy of her sharing her TMIs with you? No, but if anyone, yeah, no. but if if anyone really comes on Instagram uh, through this podcast, I love to accept your request. You know? Seriously, yeah. I'm not kidding. Yeah, yeah. but just leave me a little message, please. <laughs> <laughs> so that I don't think it's a spam. <laughs> Just a little message. Yeah, because I want to keep good people around me. I want to mm. keep good influence around. And you're a good influence too. Mm. Oh, thank yeah. you. Because I, as I told you in the beginning, I was a bit down lately, mm. and then I had a Zoom call with the person that kind. It was kind of like mm. thing because. Since the COVID happened, I do a lot of like online seminar and lecture kind of thing. And she was still one of the lecture mm-hmm. speakers. Like she emphasized that keep good people, like don't focus on the like negative uh, like influence around you, like uh, from media or from people or whatever, like making me down because those things make me more down, down, down. And it's really difficult to get out of it. For me, Instagram is one of them thing too. Mm. Because there are sometimes people like, are not really close to me. And you don't really, you're not really curious about me. But why do you want to follow me? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I sound Mm. so arrogant, but (laughs) just... It's true in terms of like keeping goodness and people that you connect with in your space. And your digital spaces, yeah, 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 yeah. Just like your general safety as well. But thank you for coming on my podcast. I, I feel like literally I can talk to you over the, over the whole night. I'm honored to be invited. Actually, I'm honored to know you. So it's the feelings we Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> usually, I never expected I would be invited. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm here today as a guest, but I'm also a listener. So I always, I always look forward to your great story. The artwork for the show was produced by Huak Ma, and the music was produced by Kid Equip. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating or a review or share it with a friend, and I'll catch you in the next one.